welcome to the VSA Capital Tech and Transitional Energy Podcast on Thursday, the 21st of September. And the good news is we're back to normal. It's me and Phil again. Hi, Phil. How are you? And how, how was your trip to Wentworth and the PGA Tour? Andrew, I only went to Wentworth and the PGA Golf as a spectator. And it was three days in the sunshine before the Sunday. And it was fantastic. And it was sold out. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Thomas Dutry, uh, who, who first couple of days, he had remembered what I'd told him and he was actually leading, wasn't he? And then yeah. he obviously forgot what I'd told him. Um, <laughs> I tried to give him hints as I went round with him. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed your game there, Andrew. You were very lucky. It sounded great fun. It was amazing, but the most nerve-wracking we've ever done. Anyway, God, that seems a long, long time ago. A week flies by, doesn't it? And everything is going on in the meantime. Uh, and I mean, some of the sort of headlines we're seeing at the moment, I almost despair. Um, you know, Rishi Sunak, what is he doing? He's pushed back by 15 years, his net zero target. Um, is that a good idea? No, well, from my point of view, no, because I, I think that, I mean, we've, we'd, we'd set a lead in things in putting these targets in price in place and others were following you know, in terms of the car changeover. And, and th people like the automotive industry have to plan years ahead in what they're doing and, the re you know, the capital investment that they're putting in. So, no, I don't think it's a good thing at all. I think, well, I think that's, yeah, that's why Ford is so cross. As you say, it takes a hell of a lot of planning in things like the automotive industry. And, look, I mean, the, the, I think the point really is, and I've said this so many times on this podcast to a certain extent, the transitional energy revolution is happening. You know, and it will happen not because we all want to go green, not because we all want to save the planet, all right? It'll happen because economics drive it. And the reality is, because the other thing we're seeing at the moment is obviously this, this EU-China spat on protectionism dumping, is that the Chinese, are half the cars on the road in this country by 2035 will probably be Chinese. And they will be incredibly cheap, incredibly good, and... Um, and they may come with a Western brand like Volvo. But, you know, it, it is economics that drives it all. And that's what's going to tip the balance. But anyway, he's done that. Uh, I mean, the Bank of England actually have literally just said they're going to leave interest rates unchanged, which um, hot off the press that. Well, it won't be hot off the press by the time you listen to the podcast, probably. But that actually is sensible for a change because I mean, although they needed to go up, they were just going up far too bloody quickly. Um, and um, But we still have a very tough market at the moment for, for getting anything done. Investors are still finding life very unpleasant, to be honest with you. Um, and there's still sort of no sign quite yet of a recovery. Um, I keep saying to a few people, I don't think it can get much worse. But I've said that now a few times. I'll tell, yeah. you, what I did see, I'll tell you what I did see, though, Phil, this morning. Yeah. I mean... Mr. Schwimmer, he's the chief executive of the, the London Stock Exchange. He clearly hasn't been out of his office for a, well, probably a few years. Somebody's obviously locked him in there <laughs> and said, you can't come out uh, because he, he came out this morning. And you, I mean, I really do bloody wonder. Um, he said that there's not a problem in London. He said, you know, we're still, very, we're still the strongest financial centre we've ever been. Nothing's changed. Why is everyone being so negative? Oh, David, come on, mate. 
the markets are a complete and utter disaster and you are the London Stock Exchange. You're supposed to be looking after the markets. Anyway, there you go. That's what we have to put up with. How, do, how are we supposed to operate when you have to put up with idiots like this? I really don't know, but at least I saw the ARM IPO got away successfully in the in the states, and uh, seems to be followed by a couple of others as well. Yeah, no, look, I mean the US uh, few technology IPOs going pretty well. I don't know if you saw this morning whilst we're just generally chatting, but Toshiba um, is just being taken private for eleven point four billion in Japan. Uh, Toshiba is one of Japan's oldest sort of stock market companies and is very involved in the whole technology and electronic space um so it's not just here i suppose um it's all around the world that uh, uh we've got these problems yeah yeah it, it is andrew and we've seen i mean things like vc investment falling p investment falling but it's it's been it's been global but i mean something i did see this week which i thought was I mean, a bit of, bit of good news, because we need investors need some good news. Oh, yes, we like good news. Go for it, Phil. Well, uh, did you see that CMR Surgical? This is a Cambridge-based surgical robotics company uh, that raised $600 million in Series D investment in 2021. Uh, has just raised another $165 million. Um, and this is privately through through VC investors. Um, people like Cambridge Innovation Capital are in there. Uh, SoftBank's Vision Funds, Tencent. So this is Cambridge-based technology companies. I mean, we don't lack the quality of companies. That is for sure. So that was that was encouraging to see that. Uh, I, I totally agree, and I think the results coming through tend to, to emphasise. We've got great companies. It's just that the capital markets aren't really quite working at the moment. Um, but I guess we need to fairly soon move on to um, the sort of results section where I'm going to have to, unfortunately, let you probably get away with murder because I haven't had time to look at most of these things this week so I'm not going to be able to pull you up a little bit of housekeeping before we do that though if you wouldn't mind um, we will have uh, interim results out of Infinity Energy Systems at the end of this month at some stage the management team is coming over uh, the first week of October basically we are putting on various um, uh, meetings including a webinar and including a, a person to person lunch so if you listen to this and you, you haven't been advised and you want to meet, uh, let us know. Uh, the same true Equipmake. Uh, they will be having their figures fairly soon. We will be putting on a, a roadshow after their figures. Also, at the beginning of October, I've got to sort that out, actually. Um, that's one of the things on my to-do list and get my sales desk to do it as well. Uh, so there's a couple uh, you should bear in mind. And actually, we do mention it occasionally on this podcast because we are... Um, uh, the corporate advisor to uh, Aquis on the Aquis Exchange, which is a technology exchange, arrival to the London Stock Exchange. Um, they had their interims today. Um, they did do a webinar, but if people are interested in watching that webinar, let, either go direct to their website or let us know and we can send you a, a link to it or something. Uh, so there is my little bit of housekeeping. Okay, brilliant. All right, Andrew, shall I just crack on quickly with some of the results? Because there have been a lot of results out in the last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go uh, for it. Mainly sort of interim from companies. Um, the first one is HG Capital Trust. Ticket is HGT. They have their interims. And they're one of the biggest sort of quoted uh, funds that invest in technology, and particularly in the software sector. Um, and they reported that they'd seen a net asset value of the fund increase by 4.6%. I mean, bear in mind, this is at a time at, you know, when technology valuations overall have been going down. Their NAV increased 
Um, their net assets increased to 2.2 billion. So it is a big fund. So if investors are looking to invest in tech and get a spread of exposure, uh, I'll tell you what, they were they were bloody good figures actually, Phil, and it really put it into context against IP Group, group and Molten Ventures. You know, yeah. they are definitely outperforming. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. This is a this is a super fund. Um, they said that they de- uh, what have we got they deployed about thirty three million, so a small deployment during the period. Uh, however, they pointed out that they got six hundred fifty seven million pounds of liquid assets. Uh, and in part, they benefited from the disposal of one of their investments, say disposal, uh, the invested company, Transborian is called, was actually acquired. Um, it's a German-based cloud services transport management company, um, and they were handled, was it, so 100,000 shipments a day or something, but phenomenal. But it was an investment there, so it was acquired by Trimble, who announced that quota for $1.9 billion. Um, and HGT benefited to the tune of £229 million from that. So it's been a good set of interims from them, Andrew. Uh, we also have, just in terms of tech investment, lots more to scale, but nonetheless, damned interesting. It's a client of ours, Supersea Capital. Uh, ticket is Treble uh, W, uh, and Superseed uh, Capital is a, it's a fund of funds. It, it, it invests its early stage AI uh, software based companies. Um, it's got a number of really interesting companies uh, in, its, in its portfolio. How do we know they're good? Well, it's just announced the second acquisition uh, from its portfolio. It's a company called Garvis, uh, it has AI for logistics. Uh, and that has been acquired. So Superseed, you know, are able to um, get exposure and invest in some really good AI companies. So a second, yeah, good result for them, I thought. As you say, it's a corporate client. I actually do own them personally. Well, do you know what? This is, in my view, probably one of the best run funds, particularly with its exposure towards sort of SaaS and AI. Uh, the problem, of course, it's very small. We, it was quite difficult to raise money when we floated at it. You know what? I, I'm in it. I would recommend anybody else should be in it. If somebody wants to get into it, come and have a chat with us. We'll find you a way. We want to grow this. We want to give the guys more money. It's also a leverage play because I have a deal with the British Business Bank where yeah. they have this sort of waterfall leverage. It is a really cracking business. So, yeah, look, if that sort of stuff interests you, yes, it's small. Think of it as private equity, but we'll find a way to help you in. There we are. So that's Supersede Capital. Um, okay, so further on, with this, this is actual results. Uh, Cooth, uh, the ticket is KOO, uh, 115 million market cap. These shares have done really well. Coming, we've spoken about before. Um, and it's got digital mental health platforms, so it's software uh, and it's accessed by mental health patients, it's children, it's young people. And we, you know, without going deep, we all know about the problems of mental health in particular in this country. Um, but also, you know, it's a worldwide, the worldwide issues. Uh, they won a U.S. contract previously announced for 188 million dollars. Um, they just announced that they're on, you know, on track in terms of delivery and implementing um, that. Uh, they reported interim revenues of 29% to uh, 11.7 million pounds, uh, gross margins about 67%. But um, their EBITDA, I think, was below that expected. It was more or less break even versus half a million pounds previously. They said they've been investing in the US set up the business development for the contract. Uh, but they also noted, quote, um, and the NHS are a big user of their products. Uh, headwinds remain, reflecting a focus of the NHS on cost savings and, and trying to, you know, meet the um, 
the acute care backlog that they have and deliver on that. Um, so, you know, that was not, it's not been taken well by the market that, um, you know, it impri implies pricing pressure. But nonetheless, with this one, um, you know, you, you've got to look ahead. I mean, it's well funded. It's got 5.9 million in cash. It's delivering a product that really, really is required. Um, and it's winning international business. So that's, uh, that's my view on that one. That's on Cooth. Mm -hmm. Keep rattling along because there's a lot to get through. Okay, right, quickly, uh, Renishaw, so totally different area. RSW is a ticker, 2.6 billion uh, market cap. Uh, Renishaw is uh, just reported four-year results. June, what do they do? It's measurement instrumentation. So this is highly advanced electronics. You've got any aerospace, automotive plant, you'll see Renishaw gauges measuring um, you know, products that are being made. Uh, but also they've got gauges that are on machine tools. So machine tools, big end market for them, for their gauges. Reported revenues up uh, 3%. And what they quote, solid performance in challenging markets. Um, you know, exposed to aerospace, automotive, machine tools worldwide. Uh, their adjusted profits were down, and that was down by 14%. Uh, they were investing, I think, into increasing staff costs, they quoted, but also... I think they've seen slowing in semiconductor capital expenditure. So, you know, revenues are up, still putting some pressure onto them. Um, but they said uh, that they've actually seen growth in other areas, countering what was happening in the semiconductor industry. So it's one of those companies that um, it's, look, it's a really high quality business. Obviously, there's always elements of cyclical exposure in it. So it's a case of looking at this at the right, uh, the right times. Um, Big technologies, big B, uh, BIGB is a ticker, 627 million market cap. They had interims. Um, this is a tagging technology company. Um, something like over 90% of their, their end business is into the criminal justice sector. So this is obviously tagging offenders rather than, um, you know, incurring the cost of sending them to prison. Uh, very, very high margin business. Um, but the share price is down 20% year to date, Andrew. Um and they uh, said just in terms of the results that uh, interims they saw a 90% rise in revenues, good, 27 million pounds. Um, EBITDA of 16.1 million, it's a margin of nearly 60%, phenomenal margins in this business. Um, however, they've said that um, their terms of EBITDA margin guidance around 60%, which is the lower end of current market expectations. So even though it's very, very high margins, um, they're expected to be sort of at the lower end of that, and it is on a high multiple, which is probably one of the reasons that the shares have cut, you know, been off over the year. Nonetheless, very, very profitable. Okay, uh, Filtronic um, FTC, smaller mm -hmm. cap, which is 36 million. Um, and Filtronic makes uh, is radio frequency uh, technology. So this is things like microwaves, millimeter wave applications. So what's radio frequency used for? Communications, telecommunications, big market for them. Also air and dis aerospace and defense. So things like electronic warfare um, and space. So satcoms. Um, and they've just announced that they won a contract um, for their satellite communications technology. Uh, that's valued at 3.4 million. 
uh, with revenue to be recognised in uh, full year 2024. This is really interesting. I was reading more about this contract, actually, in the SATCOMs, and it's for low-Earth orbit satellites, so that's sort of 200 kilometres uh, to 2,000 kilometres orbits, and that's for communications, communications in remote areas, and it's constellations of satellites. So it's quite a growth, you know, future growth area uh, they've got exposure to. Um, and so good news for them, and their shares are up uh, 30% this year. Very good. Sticking with defence, uh, concurrent technology. This is electronics again. The ticker is CNC. Market cap sixty-two million. They reported interims. Uh, what concurrent do are ruggedized computer systems uh, and ruggedized servers. Um, and when I say ruggedized, uh, defence is a big market for them. Uh, so having to deal with you know extreme temperatures, shock, vibration, air pressure. Um, and I guess EMI, you know, radio frequency interference and jamming. Um, so they're involved in things like radar systems, for instance, um, guidance systems. Uh, they announced their interims uh, revenue of 12.1 million, uh, which is a 63% increase on the prior half. Uh, really strong order intake, caught my eye there, of uh, 14.5 million pounds. A record order backlog of 29 million, up from 26.7 million. Um, and they've got cash balances of 3 million. So it seems to be going uh, very well. They've also seen um, component supply easing because this had impacted them and they were having to hold you know, higher inventory, but they're seeing that situation ease as well. So that was a good set of results there. Um, and I guess finally, uh, a more of a mixed uh, mixed picture is uh, ZAR. Uh, XAR is a ticker. They have interims and they, ma they manufacture its print head technology. And this is for industrial uh, printers, uh, but also they've ordered 3D printers as well. Um, and their printing systems are used for um, you know, stamping identification, tracking information on like, medical equipment, automotive parts, tools, appliances, sports equipment. So it's very advanced digital imaging technology. Um, their interims, say we're in line with expectations, but sales were down by 6% to 34.5 million. Economic challenges globally, this is exposed to China, of demand from China for them. They've seen that uh, rising interest rates have, quote, directly impacted capital equipment purchases during uh, the period. Uh, nonetheless, they saw their EBITDA up by 3.5 million, but pre-tax loss of uh, was 1.8. Um, and they are reorganizing uh, their factories at the moment to increase factory efficiency and utilization. Um, I think they'd also said they'd seen some exceptional uh, GNA costs in there as well. So it's Mixed picture for the business. They're obviously doing a lot to try and um, fix it, um, and they've got a future investment plan, 10 to 15 million pounds in a uh, new plant going ahead. So they're absolutely you know, optimistic going forward, um, and they're seeing increased activity in 3D printing. So I'd be not great for now, but certainly doing things for the future. Which well, okay. You may say finally. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a few bits onto there, Phil. All right, and a few more thoughts as well, because that's just where I am. Uh, we actually had uh, today, actually, I think it was. Uh, was it? I don't think it was. I know it was. Uh, did you look at CPH two? Ah, no, didn't get a chance. But they had interims actually. Yeah. Um, so they, they did have a small loss, 1.6 million, uh, which isn't that much to be honest with you for anybody who's developing a um, 
an electrolyzer. They're a membrane-free electrolyzer, which is quite interesting. They've got a good cash position. Um, I think it's interesting. I think we, you know, we've been talking about hydrogen for a long time. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Of course, it never does quite. It's always next year. But I think we are getting close to where the whole hydrogen market is actually ready for another um, bit of excitement. So I'm starting to really look at hydrogen again. So I noticed that one. And I also noticed this week we had um, some numbers out of Hydrogen One, um, the fund that was set up, which looked pretty good to me. And they're making investments. Their investments are growing. So uh, I thought that was interesting as well. Um, then also one fund I thought you might pick up, because I know you've talked about it in the past, but it's quite small, small but Carrero Network Security. They had interims today. They had actually a pretty good first half. Uh, their confidence still they're in line with market expectations for the second half. Um, I would point out that we've taken on a new corporate, uh, very small company called Kazai. Um, I pointed out more it's involved in sort of blockchain and that sort of thing, but it's an investor. It's not doing it itself. It's investing, trying to make money by picking the right things. So just point that one out. Uh, a couple of other sort of pointings out. Um, there's a, uh, we, we've looked at quite a few of these um new modern van electric vans which sometimes are hydrogen as well arrival which was a big uk electric van company went into a us spac and is basically going bust um i think the us spac market has really proved to be pretty disastrous uh i think it's also worth pointing out that um huawei um have launched a phone in china which basically cuts out all of the western semiconductors but people say the chips basically are we say have been somewhat plagiarized of of western chips and they're saying it's as good as an apple iphone now i find this interesting phil because i we know that the chinese government have basically said stop buying apples and they're going to make everyone buy huawei phones because they'll say they're just as good and what you'll see there is a massive industry where china has been importing which is going to suddenly be cut off you're going to see the same in the car industry you know they were they were basically importing millions of german cars that's all going to get cut off because they're going to be Chinese EVs now. It's seeing the same in the aerospace industry. With, with um, they're, they're building their own airliners now through Kamak. Um, so Boeing and Airbus won't be importing their planes into there anymore. You can see a a trend happening in China in the um, in these industries, which is a lot of it is technology. They've got their own now. They're going to cut the West out. Anyway, I just point that out. A um, couple of other things I wanted to point out. When I was talking about Aquis, I should have reminded everybody, we have just launched um, the second edition of Britain's Got Aquis, our, our event at the, um, uh, at the end of November, November the 28th. Uh, it's live. Um, we can have some great companies. We've got some great judges. Some, uh, Andy Bruff from Shoulders is going to be the head judge again. He's going to have a golden buzzer. He's coming all day. Uh, we've got um, Joanna, Joanne Hart from the Midas column coming on as a guest speaker. It's going to be a really exciting day. Uh, do... Uh, register for it and uh, come along if that's of interest. Uh, I would also just mention we put out a really, I don't often talk about our VSA research, a really interesting note on the brand space. What makes a good brand? Um, what what are the sort of people who run these brands and all that sort of thing? Really interesting note. It's not particularly about the company. It's about how it all works. Uh, so again, uh, you can find that on the VSA website. And then finally, I just wanted to, for me to finish certainly on uh, a piece that I read from the City of London Investment Trust, which I think is, is so well written. I'm just going to read it out, Phil, as a sort of 
finishing bit unless you've got anything else. But it, it, it goes like this. In 1989, it was claimed that on the basis of Tokyo land prices at the time, the 284-acre Japanese Imperial Palace was worth more than the entire state of California, while frothy valuations drove the Nikkei 225 index to nearly 39,000, a level to which it has not returned in the last 34 years. That episode demonstrated that while markets generally behave in a rational way, occasionally they don't. Fast forward to today, and we find that the magnificent seven stocks on NASDAQ are valued at $11 trillion, or twice the level of the entire Japanese stock market, and more than 20% of the entire US stock market. Whether or not this has taken this handful of companies into unstable bubble territories for others to decide, but in the six months to the 30th of June 2023, they accounted for more than 70% of the rise in the S&P 500 index, underlining the degree to which the recent strength in US equities has been driven by a narrow and powerful artificial intelligence bandwagon. They then simply say 2024 should offer equity investors more opportunities for capital appreciation, given the relative cheapness of other international equities versus their US counterparts. The time for a long way to catch up may not be far off. I thought that was very well written. Wow. It, it is. No, it is. And I only just remember 1989 and that Japanese um, that Japanese bubble. Wow. And uh, uh, being on that note on the US stocks, did you see that TSMC, uh, there was more talk. I mean, they, they did warn, I think, in June, TSMC, the, the big silicon foundry in Taiwan, that uh, they were seeing low demand from smartphones and that AI uh, wasn't making, you know, wasn't uh, making things up enough for that lack like of smartphones. But of course, the AI is driven very much by NVIDIA, which is one of those big uh, those big players you name. And yeah, as you say, the opportunity in other stock markets. Well, you heard it here. Don't blame us if you don't take action. Very good, Phil. Uh, we rattled through a hell of a lot there. I hope everybody enjoyed it. As usual, I'll always say, if you disagree with anything we said, do let us know. If you want to ask us to talk about anything, do let us know. If you want to... Write us a check, let us know. If you want to just have a chit-chat, let us know. We're just friendly people. We always have a little chat. Very good. And we'll be back next week. Although, if we do do it, I may be recording it from Cornwall because I've got to get popped down there at the end of next week. All right. Well, look forward to chatting to you then. This podcast has been produced and edited by VSA Capital. It is intended for information purposes and not as investment advice. The information is intended for recipients who understand the risks associated with equity investments in smaller companies. Please do your own research and do not rely on a single source when making an investment decision. VSA Capital may derive fees from this content and seeks to do business with the companies mentioned.